Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a motherfucking podcast that I like to motherfucking call This and That. Podcast where we like to talk about basically everything that's going on around the world in sports and world news. Y'all know the whole shebang. Anyways, we got a pretty interesting one. Got some good sports topics to talk about, you know. Should the NFL call the upcoming season? And is the MLB season in jeopardy? Of course, <clears throat> we're also going to talk about the fraud organization that is the NRA. And are they really pro 2A? And of course, I'm also going to talk about is Joe Biden really a good fit for president? And hey, Trump wants to cancel TikTok. Oh boy. <clears throat> and uh, we'll also talk about... Uh, some YouTube stuff too. I want to talk about how family channels just need to get the fuck off YouTube. But, uh, yeah, Let, let's get into this motherfucker, shall we? <clears throat> Starting off with the, uh, Joe Kelly incident, which in my eyes, it was stupid to suspend him for eight games. What, what the fuck did you suspend him for? Like, what the fuck? <clears throat> he just made a, a face. That was it. Was that suspendable for, ten, for fucking eight games? Let's read this article. This is from ESPN.com. Los Angeles Dodgers reliever Joe Kelly was handed an eight-game suspension by the Major League Baseball for his role... In the benches clearing incident that occurred at Minute Maid Park in Houston on Tuesday night. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts was issued a one-game suspension and Houston Astros manager Dusty Baker was fined an unenclosed amount. MLB announced on Wednesday afternoon. <clears throat> excuse me, a went announce on Wednesday afternoon. Kelly, who threw a fastball behind Ellen Alex Bregman's head and later taunted Carlos Correa on the way back to the dugout. He will appeal his suspension, so that is good, but... <clears throat> yeah, man, that's that's fucked. He, he, he... D what? Like, come on, MLB. Like, the fuck? The man should still be playing fucking baseball right now. You know? Like, that, that, that's, that's fucked. Hashtag free Joe Kelly, man. <clears throat> Oh, fuck. But he will appeal his suspension, making him available for the series finale. Roberts will serve his... <clears throat> Excuse me. I just took a, mo a monster fucking dab before this podcast, so uh, it's kind of got me choked up a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Roberts will serve his one-game suspension, prompting bench coach Bob Green to be Wednesday's intern manager. <clears throat> So, fuck yeah. I mean, I guess it is what it is. Honestly, in my eyes, Joe Kelly should not be suspended at all. I know, he he, he really didn't do anything too bad. Like, what the fuck? But, <clears throat> that's fucked. Oh, and by the way, uh, I do apologize for last episode sounding like absolute fucking dumpster fire. Uh, I fucked up some settings. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Some settings were all fucked up, so uh, I uh, I fixed that. So now the 
quality sounds good again, so fuck yeah. Anyways, uh, hashtag free Joe Kelly, though. Like, fuck, man. <clears throat> but anyways, <clears throat> moving on from the, from the Joe Kelly saga. <clears throat> As we move on to the next topic, we're going to talk about a little bit of some hockey. Uh, sorry, I was waiting for the stinking page to load up. The internet here sucks ass. So, you know, got to deal with what the fuck we got. But the Chicago Blackhawks ban costume headdresses at United Center Games team events. Oh, God. Here the fuck we go. <clears throat> the Chicago Blackhawks have banned fans from wearing headdresses as costumes at teams, events, and home games at the United Center, the team announced Wednesday. <clears throat> We have always maintained an expectation that our fans uphold at most uphold an atmosphere of respect. Wow, I can fucking read. I'm stoned. And after extensive and meaningful conversation with our Native American partners, we have decided to formalize those expectations, the team said in a statement. Moving forward, Headdresses will be prohibited for, for fans entering Blackhawks events or the United Center when the Blackhawks home games resume. These symbols are scarred, traditionally reserved for leaders who have earned a place of great respect in their tribe and should not be generalized or used as a costume for everyday wear. Uh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Oh boy. Um I honestly don't know what to say. Hey, the fucking hurricane just scored. Let's fucking go. I'm watching the Hurricanes game in the background. Don't mind me. But uh Damn. Fuck. That's that's fucked, bro. I'm I'm not sure what else to say about this one, man. This is let's continue reading here. <clears throat> we'll read another paragraph. The Blackhawks are taking part of the NHL's twenty fourteen postseason in Edmonton, Chicago scheduled to return to the United Center for home games next season. So yeah, basically teams are gonna be playing on their home ice next season. You know? They're they're basically confined to Toronto and Edmonton right now so yeah that was my phone but professional podcaster here fuck yeah man professional podcast bro yes this broadcast man i'm sorry this podcast is fucking garbage i don't know why the hell you're listening to it but anyways <clears throat> earlier this month the washington redskins fuck you that's what i'm going to call them the Washington Redskins decided to retire its nickname and the Cleveland Indians opted a renew on theirs. The Blackhawks doubled down and they said they wouldn't change their nickname. Chicago argued that it's the team's its team name honors a Native American leader who has been inspiration to generations. So fuck yeah, man. <clears throat> I guess that's that's gonna be interesting as the Hurricanes just fucking scored again. Hell yeah, it's three to one. <laughs> but 
I'm sorry. I have the game on in the fucking background, man. Gotta watch the Canes, man, but fuck it. Also gotta get a podcast out. Ugh. But moving on from that, should the NFL just call the fucking season, man? <clears throat> this is coming from uh, NFL.com. NFL Insider Notes. Opt-out concerns for coaches. Why character concerns loom larger amid COVID-19. More. Players may not be the only NFL opt-outs, while GMs should be careful not to sign a loose cannon who will bring added risk. <clears throat> and, uh... <laughs> The, the the picture for this headline is uh, none other than Antonio Brown. Whew. By the way, um, shout out to Doug Peterson. Get well soon. He sadly tested for tested positive for the Rona. So get well soon, Coach Dougie boy. You know, honestly, man, at this point, at this motherfucking point, in my eyes. Honestly, the NFL should just can the fucking season, man. We're going to get into a list of players that opted out. But uh, let's get into this article first. But this, this, this season's fucking crazy, bro. The Patriots are the team that got affected the most from the COVID opt-outs. So. At, the t at the time this publishes... There is at least 30 NFL players who have decided to opt out of the 2020 season due to the coronavirus-related concerns. 30 players total. That's like a whole fucking roster's worth of players. That number is sure to rise in the next week as the deadline for opting out approaches. Which, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> fuck, if it's at least 30 players, if... If it gets over at least 100 players or 150 or somewhere in the triple digits, cut the fucking season, man. It's 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 basically just going to be a bunch of fucking, you know, just... But... <clears throat> hey, I mean, I, I understand what the fuck the players are, are, are doing here, you know. I understand they got concerns, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to catch the... The Rona, excuse me, that was great. Unedited, ain't editing, editing that shit out. Nope, that's staying the fuck in. But yeah, I understand <clears throat> why the fucking players are doing this, man. You don't want to catch the fucking Rona, that's understandable. And that, and if you think about it, the NFL really doesn't have a fucking plan in place for, for the Rona. I mean, fuck, some... I, some stadiums are going to play with half capacity. Some stadiums are opting to play with no fans at all. Which, if we ever do happen to have an NFL season, what what are going to... What, what are going to happen, man? You know, what are going to happen? Like, fuck, bro. We, we need a goddamn answer, NFL. What the fuck? Sorry, I don't know what the hell happened there. But, like, what the fuck? Are they going to do it like the NHL and the MLB and the NBA and play in front of no fans? Because that's what those three leagues are doing right now. All three leagues are playing in front of no fans. <clears throat> the current 
Hurricanes Rangers game that I am watching at this current time that is that this podcast is being recorded is currently currently being played in front of no fans. Absolutely zero people in attendance. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm assuming if we do manage to have an NFL season, teams are just going to have to decide to play with either half, basically 25% capacity or no fans at all, which I think maybe a lot of teams may choose the no fans at all thing. But I hear the Patriots are going to let fans in, but at 25% capacity. So it's probably going to look like a... um, a Miami Marlins game with hardly anyone there. It's going to look like the fucking Patriots have no fans, basically. <laughs> you know, it's, it's basically going to look like the uh, future here of the New England Patriots when Bill Belichick finally retires and the good glory days of the New England Patriots come to a motherfucking end. Now, I don't know about that, but the stadium's going to be quite fucking empty. Let's just say that. I'm hoping it's Cam Newton as the starter for the Patriots, man. I, I I really fucking am. Come on, Billy B. Please. Please give me my boy Newton. I'm sorry, but Newton is a is, Newton is ten times a better fucking quarterback than Jared Stidham, which we all know that. Duh. My fucking Cam Newton got an MVP. <sighs> my boy Newton. Hopefully for Christmas I'm gonna try to get his fucking jersey. Fuck yeah. I'm going to try to get me a Newton jersey. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. See how he does first. You know, I don't want to cop a Newton jersey and then, like, oh, no, he ain't resigning. No. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But basically, at basically, let's uh, go over the uh, list of players who have opted out. And this is, again, from CBS NFL. So the 49ers, no one has opted out. The Bears, it was DT Eddie Goldman. The Bengals, it was defensive lineman Josh Tirpu. Tipu? Whoever the fuck his name is. The Bills, it's Star... Holy fucking last name. Star... Let's see if I can get this one. Star Lot... You... Light, Lee, Lee, whatever the fuck his name is. He he opted out. He's a defensive lineman. A cornerback, EJ Gaines uh, from the Broncos. Defensive lineman, Kyle Pico. Oh, that's it. For the Browns, offensive tackle, Drake Dorbeck. And offensive guard, Drew Forbes. For the Buccaneers, no one. Cardinals, no one. The Chargers, no one. Chiefs. Offensive guard, Laurent Dwayne Tardif. I probably butchered that. And running back, Damian Williams. For the Colts, no one. For the Cowgirls, cornerback, Maurice Kande. We'll just go with that. Wide receiver, Steven Gertray. See, I'm butchering all these motherfucking names. God damn. For the Eagles, it's McKeese Godwin. Marquise Godwin, wide receiver. Cowboys, let's see. Fullback, Jimenez, all well. 
Olawale? Olawale? I don't fucking know. For the Giants, offensive tackle Nate Solder and wide receiver Damari Scott. For the Jags, Lanty McCray, and he's a linebacker, and defensive lineman Al Woods. Uh, let's see. Any, any notable players? Packers, Devin Funches, wide receiver, and then they just signed him too? Damn. Uh, defensive lineman John Atkins. The Patriots, oh, God, they're fucked. Let's see. Running back, Brandon Bolden. Offensive tackle, Marcus Cannon. Safety, Patrick Chung. Linebacker, Dante Hightower. Wide receiver, Marquise Lee. Offensive lineman, Najee Torin. Fullback, Danny Velti. Again, I'm butchering names. And tight end, Matt Lacrosse. So, yeah, they fucked. Patriots are definitely fucked. But by by the looks of it, ain't really any other notable names worth mentioning, honestly. Like I said, but it's quite a long list, and if that list expands and gets bigger, then we have a problem. A big motherfucking problem. I'm talking a huge motherfucking problem. You know? And I'm talking a huge motherfucking problem. But we moving on from the NFL COVID talk and moving straight on to the MLB COVID talk. And whoo boy. Yeah, the MLB is getting off to a rocky motherfucking start when it comes to uh, COVID. The Miami Marlins are fucked. Uh, I think the Phillies are as well. Let's see here. Cincinnati Reds, Joey Votto. Oh, damn. Vazo did not... Vazo. Vazo. <coughs> Excuse me. Cotton throat. Uh, all right, let's try that again. Votto did not test positive for COVID before being placed on the IL. Damn. The Marlins. Oh, here we go. Here the fuck we go. The Marlins have had at least 18 players reportedly test positive for fucking COVID. Yeah. Their season's El Fuckoed. <laughs> El Fuckoed. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> El Fuckoed. Okay. And the team has not played since July 26th in Philadelphia. The Marlins reportedly had players who contracted the virus bust from Philadelphia to Miami on Friday. Yeah, they got fucked. Let's just say they got El Fuckoed. <laughs> and of course, we got the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies faced the Marlins on opening weekend and have not played since as a precaution. Oh. The team had... Two positive tests on July 30th from a coach and a home clubhouse staffer. No Phillies player has tested positive since facing Miami, but the team no longer will play until August 3rd at the earliest. Oh, boy. Oh, so they're basically playing today. Oh, okay. So the Phillies, on the day I'm recording this, I'm basically, I just looked at the, uh, 
date down at the corner of my screen here, and I'm like, oh, August 3rd, that's today of the day I'm recording this podcast. I'm recording it on August 3rd. And I guess, well, hey, Philly fans, your Phillies are returning back to place. Fuck yeah. But uh, let's take a look at this uh, big fat opt-out list. Mike, Mike Leak, the D-backs. Ryan Zimmerman from the Nationals. Joe Ross from the Nationals. Ian Desmond from the Rockies. Tyson Ross is a free agent. William Castillo from the Nationals. David motherfucking Price from the Dodgers. King Felix from the Braves. Nick Markakis from the Braves. But he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm playing the motherfucking ball. Hector Nosey from the Pirates. Buster motherfucking Posey from the Giants. Michael Kopech from the White Sox. Uh, Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. Colin McHugh from the Red Sox. Which is a huge motherfucking blow right now. And hold on, we'll get into the... We'll get into the Red Sox pitching as a little mini segment here in a minute. But Tim Collins from the Rockies. Colin Stewart from the Orioles. Asan Diaz from the Marlins. Laszlo Chan from the Brewers. Francisco Lindor is a free agent. Yonel Cespedes from the Mets. And 11 MLB umpires have reportedly opted out as well. So yeah, basically the season so far in the MLB is not getting off to such a hot start. Oh boy. Yeah, nah. It ain't looking too hot for the MLB. Sorry to say, baseball fans. Of course, you're even getting a 60 game season. Like, what the fuck? But honestly, let's let's real quick talk about this fucking Red Sox pitching here, man. It has been a shit show. Ain't no one in that motherfucking pen can pitch for shit. Who's been our best pitcher? Nathan Evalding. Nathan Evalding has been the best pitcher on the Red Sox. Can you fucking believe that shit? That's because Chris Sale is out with uh, whatever. I think he had Tommy John surgery. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Eduardo Rodriguez got shut down for the rest of the season because of fucking Rona. So... I guess technically our two best pitchers got hit with uh, injuries. So, yeah, pretty much our starting pitching core is fucked. That and basically, I think, yeah, we got rid of David Price in a trade. We let Rick Porcillo go in free agency. I think, yeah, we also got rid of Kashner as well. Uh, We got rid of a lot of pitchers. In the offseason here. Which I understand they were absolute fucking booty cheeks. Fucking Rick Porcillo was sucking some fucking Rick Pordildo. <laughs> so, yeah. He gone. He fucked off. I remember. I, I, I can't remember. I think it was the Brewers or. I don't remember. I, I, I don't think it's the Brewers. But hold on. And now I need to know this. Yeah, so I was way off. He plays for the Mets. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I was thinking. Uh, Brewers. Oh, fuck. I just realized. 
I have you know Cespedes on one of my fantasy teams. God damn it. Fuck. Well, he's gone. God damn it. Oh, well. What are you going to do? But, yeah. Honestly, as of right now, the MLB season is getting off to a pretty fucking rocky start. And if the Red Sox don't do some motherfucking shit about that pitching, then we ain't making no motherfucking playoffs. That's for goddamn motherfucking sure. That's three motherfuckings in one goddamn sentence. But. I don't know. This season's getting interesting. Fuck. But enough of the, uh, Rona talk. And enough of the, uh. Just kidding. We're, we're talking about MLB looks to shorter doubleheaders to ease scheduling chaos. Oh. Detroit Tigers Cincinnati Reds were the first team to try out baseball's new time-saving measure, a doubleheader with seven innings. Yeah, so basically they're trying out a new system where if you got to play a doubleheader and ain't a full nine innings, you only play like seven innings and then... Motherfucker, you done. So you're basically playing a little league game. Pretty much. Why not put him on a 60-foot fucking diamond? Pretty much, that's pretty much what you're playing is a little league game. Seven innings. Oh, I think, yeah, college game too. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, college game as well. Which, I think college should play full nine. Come on. They're college kids. They're one step a motherfucking away from the bigs. Like, come on. They should be playing a full nine innings. They should be getting used to that shit, you know? Anyways, me ranting on about useless shit. They ended up having a long day anyway after the opener was delayed after two hours because of rain. It has been that kind of season so far for the Major League Baseball. Last month, New York Yankees and Washington Nationals opened this obliterated schedule with a game that was shortened because of rain that set the tone for a chaotic couple of weeks in which the coronavirus has wreaked havoc with the schedule and the weather hasn't always cooperated either hmm. honestly if you think about it the MLB should have done a fucking bubble in Canada like the NHL but fuck it Put them in Toronto and in Montreal. I don't know if that... Is Montreal Expo Stadium still alive? Still around? I think it is. If it is, fucking renovate that bitch. Turn it into like a little... Oh, no, that's right. All 30 teams are fucking playing. Never mind. And we're doing a regular season. Yep, never mind. That won't work. Scratch that. Throw the fuck that plan out. No, it's done. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> Article goes on to say, um, already there are questions about whether terms can realistically play the 60 games originally stated for them and how they may try to come as close as possible. So basically, they just want to come as close to playing 60 fucking games as goddamn possible. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is coming from our wonderful friends at CTV News. 
Ca. So it's a Canadian website. But hey, we'll trust our good friends in Canada. Anyway, so we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, let's move on here as the computer runs slowly. So that's going to do it for sports talk for now. But oh boy, here we go. World news and goodies and, and all the good stuff. Here we go. We're going to start it off with a good one. NYC pastor was sexting with teenage boy, FBI says. <laughs> These religious ass motherfucking nut jobs. A Queens pastor is under arrest and facing charges of receiving and distributing child pornography. <coughs> Excuse me. Francis Hughes, 65 years old, was arrested Wednesday and is accused of receiving images of a 15-year-old boy in Westchester and engaging in sexually explicit text communications. Okay, well, they're sending uh, ding-a-lang-ding-a-dang pics. <laughs> they be sending some ding-a-lang-ding-a-dang pics. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucked, man. Why, why, why do all these fucking pastors got to be out there fucking, fucking around with little boys? You know, like what, what the, what the fuck is the deal with that? Can someone please explain to me what the fuck the deal with is with pastors wanting to fuck little kids? Most preferably little boys for some fucking reason. I have no idea why. I don't know. Yeah. Article goes on to say, We expect adults, especially those in positions of trust like Francis Hughes, to protect our children, not victimize them. That is true. Said FBI Assistant Director William F. Sweeney Jr. Sadly, these allegations demonstrate that there are still predators out there who abuse this trust. If you know, if you or anyone you know may have been a victim of Rev Hughes, we are asking you to contact us at 1-800-CALL-FBI. If you are a parent or guardian, please take a moment to have a discussion with your children about protocol, excuse me, but, about protecting themselves and about how they can report the type of predatory behavior that is alleged here today. Call today. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> the acting U.S. attorney, Audrey, that fucker name, said the allegations against Francis Hughes are chilling and frightening to any parent. The diagnosee of Brooklyn said that Hughes has been removed from his post. That's good. Former students of the church middle school say that there was almost that there was always something odd about him. Oh damn. He always used to be like a little over friendly and he used to be a little touchy sometimes. A former student said 
That's why I always thought there was something off about you. Yeah, okay, yep. See, that student using his brain. Good boy. See, that, that student right there is using his motherfucking brain. He like, yo, this bitch a motherfucking pedophile up in this bitch. Raping little boys. Like, the fuck, bro? That shit ain't cool. Like, like touching little boys and raping little boys, that shit ain't cool. Nah, that shit don't fly with me, fam. Okay, I'm gonna stop that. But yeah, basically, uh, Hughes faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted, which, come on, there's, there's fucking evidence. You should be convicted. Put him in the slammer. But, uh, yeah. Fucking pedophiles. Gotta love them. Anyways, so let's, let's move on to a topic here that. I've been thinking about recently and I've been doing some research into this topic and is that is the NRA really pro 2A and the definite answer for that is no they're not and you're wondering wait what, what do you mean well I did a good old thing called research into their past and it seems that they were big supporters of gun control back in the day yeah. Basically, they're a fraud organization that supports gun control. Think about it. If you think about it for a minute, when a new gun control bill that is being passed, why why don't the excuse me when a new gun control bill is being passed, I should say, my dumb stoned ass. When a new gun control bill is being passed, why doesn't the NRA speak up about it? Why, 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 why don't they get involved? Why, why don't they prevent it from going through? You know? I thought they were all about protecting the Second Amendment. And again, they're allowing gun control bills that potentially could infringe upon the Second Amendment to go through. And like I said... Hey, wasn't the main purpose of the NRA to protect the Second Amendment? Yeah, no, it honestly really wasn't. Again, l look up in their past. It's, it's, it's interesting, man. Here I am scrolling through their Twitter and Facebook and Instagram pages, and they're all pro-2A bullshit posts. But then I'm like, I looked into their past a little bit, and I'm like, oh, let's 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 dig a little deeper here into the NRA. And it turns out that they were a gun control advocate group. They advocated for gun control back in the day. And let's face it, they still do advocate for gun control today. Again, like I said, if you think about it, think about it for a minute. Why doesn't the NRA speak up when a new gun control bill that could potentially infringe upon the Second Amendment is being passed? Why don't they speak up? You know why? Because it means more gun lovers will go out and buy more guns, which means more money into their pockets. And no, I'm not saying the NRA sells guns. You know? But. And, but, but of course, NRA members like to defend their precious fraud of an organization, which if y'all... 
pea brain rednecks actually woke the fuck up and uh, did your research there, you would realize your precious NRA is a fraud organization that cares nothing for their fucking members at all whatsoever. They care absolutely nothing for their members. The only thing they care about is milking their members' wallets motherfucking dry. That's it. That's all they care about. Money, 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 money. And they will do anything and everything they can to make sure the money is still flowing into their pockets. That's what the NRA does. They're nothing but a phony gun control group that profits off the uneducated. Profits off people that have no clue what the fuck they're really getting themselves into. Basically, they believe the first thing they see. They, they look at the NRA page, you know, hey, they may be on that side. And they see the anti-gun control shit. And they're like, hell yeah, I'm into that. Let's go. Sign me the fuck up. When, which in reality, you're actually giving your money to a gun control group. A group that supports gun control. I'm sorry to say, NRA members. No. The NRA does support gun control. And I've said it multiple times. Think about it. Why wouldn't they be trying to block any bill that infringes upon the Second Amendment? Why, why don't they speak up? Why don't they block it? You know, why don't they make an effort to try to block it? You know? Why? Because it's all about that money. All about that money. And they know if the gun control bill passes that means more people are going to go out and buy guns that's basically the nra in a nutshell for you a money hungry organization a fraud organization to say the least you know but i suggest you people do some research into their past for those who are hardcore NRA and, you know, believe that, believe the shit that they're actually spewing. Hey, do me a big favor and research their past, you know? Because like I said, the gun lovers that support this shit. Y'all really don't know what you're getting yourselves into. Okay? And I may sound like some 15 year old fucking kid. Nah, fam. I'm 23 years old. I've done my research. I've looked up this shit. It's out there. You all can research it too. You know? But that's my tidbit on that. Moving swiftly along. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden. Is he really a good fit for president? Honestly, I look at Joe Biden as another controversial president. A type of president we don't need, you know. We don't need another fucking president in office with a bunch of fucking allegations, with a bunch of bullshit, you know. We don't need any of that. That's basically what the fuck we get, we're getting now with our current president. And I'm going to admit, I am a Democrat. I'm a registered Democrat, Okay. And I can tell you wholeheartedly that I'm not voting for Joe Biden. The guy is a joke. Okay. 
he's basically another, let's just say, headache of a president. And we already have a headache of a president in office. We don't need another one. And I'm sorry to say, Biden supporters, but that's what Joe Biden is. And this is coming from a Democrat. This is coming from the mouth of a Democrat. Joe Biden's a joke. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I supported him at one point, you know. But then I looked into him. You know, then I, I looked on, into his campaign and it's, it's just like, of course, you got all these sexual assault accusations, you know. We, we already have a president with sexual assault accusations. We don't need another one. You know, we don't need that bullshit. It's obvious the DNC rigged this bullshit so that Joe Biden would win. They basically rigged the nomination and took it away from Bernie. I'm obviously still going to vote for Bernie Sanders at this point. My mind's been made up. Yeah, he's not on the ballot anymore, but hey, don't mean I can't write his name in. And if you're a Bernie supporter as well, I suggest you also write his name in. Fuck Joe Biden. He don't fucking deserve to be president. Like I said, the guy is another headache of a fucking president. We don't need another headache of a fucking president. We already have a headache of a fucking president in office. We don't need another one. And that's what the fuck Joe Biden is. And I'm going to read some of his stupidest fucking quotes ever. Alright. This is from uh, botching the stats at the campaign event in Pennsylvania, June 2020. He then corrected himself to say 120,000. And he basically said, now we have over 120 million dead from COVID. Beautiful. Biden said this on his quip that if blacks voted for Trump in 2020, they ain't black. I shouldn't have been such a wise guy. Joe Biden. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a famous one. To the factory worker who accused him of trying to end the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment, which guarantees the right to bear arms. Yeah, we all know what the fuck the Second Amendment is. The U.S. presidential candidate also called the car plant worker a horse ass during a campaign stop. Quote, you are full of shit. Said to a camp, said to a fucking a worker a factory worker <clears throat> Biden said this quote Biden who is of Irish descent got into a hot water got into hot water for appearing to imply Irish people are stupid I may be Irish but I'm not stupid I can go on I can go on You know, and people want to fucking vote this kid in. I mean, vote this. Yeah, he ain't no kid. Fuck that. And people want to vote this guy in. 
Oh, this is what he said to a group of mostly Asian and Hispanic voters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Let me repeat that again. Joe Biden said this, by the way. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And this is coming from uh, allgreatquotes.com. But yeah, it's got a bunch of them. Half the fucking shit he said is just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Joe Biden's biggest gaffes, quotes, blunders that could hurt a 2020 presidential campaign. He did admit he's a gaff machine. Here's one. Wait. Your mom's still alive? At a St. Patrick's Day reception for the Irish, for the then Irish Prime Minister Brian Cowan in 2010, Biden noted that the visitor's mother had lived in America. Oh my God. Woo! His mom lived in Long Island for 10 years or so. God rest her soul and er, although she, wait, your mom is still alive? It was your dad who passed. God bless her soul. I gotta get this straight. Biden said. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Biden said that. This is coming from uh, Newsweek.com. Uh, stand up. Ooh, here we go. During a 2008 campaign rally in Missouri, Biden asked the audience to applaud State Senator Chuck Grant. Stand up. Chuck, let him see you, Biden said, gesturing for Graham to stand. Oh, God. Oh, God, love you. What am I talking about? Biden said, realizing his mistake. I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can tell I'm new. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Do I continue on? All right, we'll do two more. Black awareness. As a senator in 1975, Biden opposed busing, an effort to achieve racial degression, right? Racial, I don't know. I'm butchering that. Wow. In schools by moving children around. White children went to inner city schools and black children to schools and suburbs. Biden argued that the policy would undermine black identify. It was, he said, a rejection of the entire black awareness concept. Where is, where black is beautiful, black culture should be studied. And the cultural awareness of importance of their own identity, their own identity. Oh. How many do we got? Ah, fuck it, we'll do this last one. I'm not trying to uh, melt your guys' ears with this bullshit. How do you spell jobs? During a 2008 campaign rally, Biden said, look, John's last minute economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing <clears throat> the middle class. And it happens to be, as Barack says, a three letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, yeah, woohoo. <laughs>
But yeah, he also plagiarized a couple people as well, copying their speech. Hmm. I got, uh... I got this article we'll read and then we will move on from this. But Joe Biden, sexual assault case, other controversies that can spoil his presidential bid. Oh, here we go. Money interests in my boy Bernie. Exposed fucking Joe's ass. Wait, hold on. Can I? I'm logged in, right? Damn Skippy, I'm liking that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> One of the sharpest lines of attack unlisted by Sanders was in context to Biden's relations with money interests. The BBC quoted Sanders as saying in March that the former vice president bailed out the crooks on Wall Street who nearly destroyed our economy 12 years ago. This was in relation to the steepest freefall the U.S. stocks had witnessed in a day since 2008 subprime mortgage crisis. Separately, the Vermont senator also alleged during poll debates that Biden took money from his backers, which was in shark contract to his campaign that he claims was managed mostly through fundraising and small donations. And then Bernie Sanders tweets out, here's the deal. Joe Biden has reportedly advocated for cuts to Social Security. I've fought my whole career to protect and expand it. And then Joe Biden tweeted out, here's the deal, folks. Social Security is on the ballot this year, and the choice couldn't be clear. I'll protect and expand it. Donald Trump will cut it and take it away. Oh, God. Hold on. I got to see this tweet real quick here. What the fuck is this? Oh, it's okay, it's a video of Trump, of course. Okay. So. But, yeah, pretty much to sum this honestly all up. Biden's just going to be another fucking headache with a bunch of more bullshit on his name like Trump is already, you know? But anyways, moving on from Joe Biden and all that BS, Trump wants to cancel motherfucking TikTok. Let me repeat that again. Trump wants to cancel motherfucking TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Trump says, fuck TikTok. Trump to give TikTok's Chinese owner 45 days to reach deal to sell sources. Basically, Microsoft wants to uh, swoop in and buy it. President Donald Trump has agreed to give China's beta dance, beta dance 45 days to negotiate a sale of popular short video app TikTok to Microsoft Corp. Two people familiar with the matter said on Sunday, August 3rd. Whoops. My bad. <laughs> I bumped the mic. Oops. But uh, basically, U.S. officials have said TikTok is under its Chinese parent poses a national risk because of the personal data it handles. So basically, TikTok harvests the fuck out of your data and is basically a data-hungry app that, well, takes your data, takes your personal bullshit your personal fucking privacy china wants that shit they're like 
okay, we can spy on our people here, but how the fuck can we spy on people in America? Oh, let's make a fucking app that you can... Let's basically make Vine, you know, buy out Dying Musical.ly, turn it into a fucking big-ass app. Which, if you think about it, TikTok saved Musical.ly. You, you can't you can't deny that. That's facts. TikTok basically saved Musical.ly. For those who don't know, TikTok is Musical.ly. Before there was TikTok, the app was called Musical.ly. This is for those who don't know. Now, now, I guess it was bought our son. It's called Tiki Talk now. So, but yeah, basically, Trumpy Dumpty doesn't like. Uh, doesn't like TikTok harvesting data. But hey, we have a hero on our hands to potentially save TikTok in the US. Microsoft talks to buy TikTok's US operations spark Igri in China. China. Okay, I'm sorry. I will never do that again. A potential shotgun wedding to Microsoft for TikTok's US operations provoked an Outcry on Monday, August 3rd on Chinese social media as well as criticism from prominent Chinese investor in TikTok owned by ByteDance. The U.S. tech giant, giant, yeah, it's a giant. The U.S. tech giant formally declared its interest on Sunday after President Donald Dumpy Pumpy Trumpy Dumpy Fump, who has cited national security risks posed by the Chinese. Basically, fucking Trump hates fucking China is what I'm getting out of this. Trump hates fucking China. Isn't it obvious? Like, come on. Trump hates fucking China. We, we all know for a fact Trump hates China. Come on. Come on. Come on. But yeah, that's it's basically Trump hating on China. And it's like, yo, can't, can't mind fucking dad over here. Which... Since when the fuck did the U.S. care about our national security anyway? <coughs> you know? NSA. What? Yeah, them motherfuckers. They be spying on us. <laughs> I'm sorry, I will never do that again. But anyways, yeah. Donald Trump is like, nah, motherfucker. TikTok can go motherfucking fuck itself. You know? Trumpy Dumpty don't like motherfucking TikTok, bro. Like, come on. But hopefully Microsoft will save the day. Anyways, as we move along here, by the way, that those two articles were from CNA.com. Uh, this next article is pretty sad. Nangalo Reef, woman injured by humpback whale at Australian tourist spot. A woman suffered some serious injuries after being struck and injured while swimming with humpback whales off the coast of Western Australia. And fucking Australians don't give two single fucks. That's what I've realized with Australia. They just don't give two single fucks. Yes, you motherfuckers, Australia exists. <laughs> But goddamn, we can officially label Australia as the country of not giving a single fuck. Australia has zero fucks to give. 
is what we're putting out in this article here. <laughs> the Australian woman, 29, was with a tour group at the popular Nangaloo Reef. I probably butchered that. On Saturday when she was struck. She reportedly suffered fractured ribs and internal bleeding. Yikes. St. John's Ambulance said the woman had suffered internal bleeding and upper torso injuries from the crush. Yeah, I would fucking figure. <laughs> Unconfirmed reports said that she was trapped between... Dedicated... Trapped between two of the giant mammals, which can grow up to 19 centimeters. 62 fucking feet. Damn. She was treated in the town of Exomouth before being flown to a hospital in Perth, where she was in a serious but stable condition on Monday. Fuck, well, let's hope... She gets well soon. Article goes on to say other guests on the snorkeling tour witnessed the incident but were uninjured according to Western Australia police. The tour group had only been a few hundred meters from the shore when the incident had happened. So fuck. Sadly she was the unlucky one. Well again I hope she gets well soon you know. We all hoping for that speedy recovery. Get well soon, girl. Don't be fucking with them humpback whales. Anyways, more motherfucking people hating on China as Apple removes thousands of games from China App Store, says research firm. This is also from CNA.com. Shanghai, Apple removed 28,800 apps from its Chinese app store on Saturday, August 1st, including more than 26,000 games, according to data from the research from Kwame. Okay, wow. I, I'm sorry. I'm probably butchering a shitload of fucking names in this recording, so I, I apologize. I'm not good with the names. Apple did not immediately respond... To a request for comment. Obviously, no one ever fucking responds to the media for a request for comment. Why? Because the media will just take it and fucking twist it into some other fucking bullshit. Like they normally do. You know? Because we all know the fucking media is a corrupt piece of shit. And I've always wondered what the media is outside of the US. Because we all know the media here is untrue, unbiased. Oh, not unbiased, but untrue bias bullshit that is made up to fear monger. That's basically what the media does here in America is they fear monger. They do. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. You know, the news isn't the news. Honestly, how can you believe half the shit they fucking say? I'm not going to lie. I do watch the local news from time to time. And yeah, some of the stuff they say is believable, but most of it isn't. You know, I have a hard time believing a lot of the shit they're reporting, but a lot of the local shit, like people getting murdered, stabbed, you know, yeah, okay, there's that, but, you know. But basically, earlier this year, Apple gave game publishers an end-of-June deadline to submit government-issued license number of enabling users to make in-app purchases. In order to make that cha-ching-ching, blang-a-lang-a-dang. 
By the way, that's not uh, in the article. China's Android App Store have long complicated with those regulations. It is not clear why Apple is enforcing them strictly this year. Because, because hello, security? What the fuck do you mean it's unsure why? What the fuck you mean? It's China, motherfucker. <laughs> it's China, motherfucker. Man, they stealing our fucking data through TikTok. And then they probably trying to fucking now steal our data through them motherfucking games. <coughs> Excuse me. But shit. Think about it. It's fucking China, man. China does some shady ass fucking shit. But again, you can find this at <clears throat> excuse me at cna.com. But yeah, Apple's like fuck China basically. So this is a uh, an odd one. Oh boy, this is this is this is great. And there's two articles of it, so we're we're gonna. We're going to switch things around a little bit here. And uh, I have no idea why. I chose these two articles. Fuck it. We'll do them back to back. Whew. Oh, boy. Mm. Where do I even begin with this one? Where the fuck do I even begin? A man who lost his penis has a new one growing on his arm. <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. This is coming from vice.com. A man who lost his penis has a new one growing on his arm. So the man has to piss from his fucking arm now, basically. The father of two was completely gutted when his penis fell off due to an infection. Bro, who the fuck is he fucking to get an infection to make his penis fall off? What the fuck? Who the fuck is he fucking to make his penis? God damn! Whatever pussy he be fucking, that must be some premium ass shit. <laughs> fuck! Motherfucker got an infection of some type and it made his penis fall off? The fuck? I ain't no motherfucking doctor, but I didn't know that was possible. Uh, okay, well, um, the, f the father of two is completely gutted when his penis fell off due to an infection, but is excited to see his new one grafted to his groin and ultimately used it what it was for so wait when he fucks he gotta fuck with his arm what the fuck and there's a picture on the vice on the vice website of him carrying a giant penis no lie carrying a giant fucking penis oh as we read on here we go Oh boy. When he lost his penis to a blood infection. Motherfucker had some kind of AIDS or some shit. 
How the fuck do you get a blood infection and lose your penis? Motherfucker had to be fucking some kind of raunchy ass pussy or some shit. When he lost his penis to a blood infection, Malcolm MacDonald underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have a new one grown on his arm before it could be grafted to his groin. However, medical delays have left the 45-year-old with a penis attached to his forearm for the last four years. Well, good luck. Make that uh, five years now due to, due to the Rona. Because I've been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. McDonald told the son, what the fuck? Okay, let me start from... We lost his penis to a blood infection. Malcolm McDonald underwent a groundbreaking procedure to have a new one grow on his arm before it could be grafted to his groin, however medical delay of him. McDonald told the son that he was completely gutted when his penis fell off in 2014 after an infection in his... In his, excuse me, what? Peri, peri, who, excuse me, what? How do, how do you say that? Perineum. Perineum. What the fuck is that? The area between the anus and the scrotum are the valvula. Oh. Um, so this man could have possibly took it up the butt? I'm not, um, actually, now that I look at the picture, uh, they, there is a picture with him holding a giant penis and another guy. They're both wearing kind of the same matching outfits, but one, the guy holding the penis is blue shirt, and the guy not holding the penis has a red shirt on. So there's a possibility that they could be, anyways, otherwise known as the Gooch or Gruntle turn into sep septus. Oh. Um, because I'd been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin. McDonald explained to the paper, I went to the hospital and they said they, the best that they can do for me was to roll the remaining stump up in a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, it must have been heartbreaking to lose your dick. I was going to say, honestly, I need to get, oh, never, he's 45 years old. I was going to say, if he was younger, fuck it. Just go transgender. Why not? I mean, you already don't have a fucking penis. Fuck it. Yeah, the guy's 45, wait, would it be possible for a 45-year-old to, I, I think, I don't know. I'm not a... I'm not a transgender doctor person, so I don't have knowledge in said area, but fuck, I mean, if he was younger, lost his p penis, I mean, he could have went transgender, but uh, yeah, 
Guy lost his fucking sausage roll. That sucks. Uh, staying on the topic of penises. What the fuck? Why did I... What was I... Woman arouses the internet by accidentally buying pallet cutting board. Georgia Rogers said she couldn't believe the marble cutting board looked like a penis. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, yep. I see a, a, a penis. Definitely see a tallywhacker there. This is coming from uh, HuffPost.com. I'm assuming this is the Huffington Post. HuffPost. Well... I think it's the Huffington Post, but yeah, this is under weird news. As kitchen aids go, cutting boards aren't exactly cutting edge, but in Arkansas, hey, let me try to do it in my newscaster voice. As kitchen aids go, cutting boards aren't exactly cutting edge, but an Arkansas woman recently bought it, bought one that arousing the internet of the internet thanks to an unusual pallet pattern in the marble georgia rogers 21 that's fucking terrible I'm, I'm, I'm terrible georgia rogers 21 made the purchase a few weeks ago because she needed a new because she needed new kitchen supplies for her return to school out whatever the fuck baptist university is fall my mom knows all about kitchen stuff and knows what I like. Rogers told HuffPost. I told her I wanted a marble cutting board that was white and black and she ordered it on Amazon. While Rogers is currently spending the summer in New York, the packages with her kitchen items were sent to her home in Little Rock. My mom opened the packages and called me saying the board didn't look right. Then she asked me if I wanted to see it. She wasn't prepared for the photo that her mom sent her a short time later. My friend and I couldn't believe the marble cutting board looked like a penis. Oh, my friend ordered these cutting boards and this is what she got. Oh, and th this is this is the tweet. Uh yep, that that is a penis. <laughs> Okay, I'm immature. But yes, a woman ordered a cutting board and it turned out it was a pee-pee on the cutting board. So, enough about penises. Let's talk about medical and recreational marijuana here. Something that I'm a huge supporter of. And as you can fucking tell, a huge stoner as well. Hit the mic again. Uh... But basically, I want to talk about the economic benefits of legalizing weed and the future of marijuana industry in the in America. These are coming from investopedia.com. But basically, the one big one I want to touch on is income and jobs. All right. That is one big major area that recreational and medical cannabis can supply America is jobs and what is something America right now is lacking jobs you know legalize it on a federal level all 50 states go go legal rec and medical 
the amount of income that could fucking be brought in. Setting up marijuana nurseries, <clears throat> excuse me, setting up marijuana nurseries and dispensaries would be the first step for the states that voted in favor of, for medical marijuana. Those would not only create jobs, but also set the ball rolling for economic activity in the pot industry in these areas. In the case of states like California and Nevada, where such infrastructure already exists, the economic impact has become quantifiable as the sector has measured. As, excuse me, as the sector has matured. Well, I can read. A 2016 RCG Economics and Marijuana Policy Group stutter. Stutter. Yeah, it's a stutter. Stutter. Study. Study on Nevada says that legalizing recreational marijuana in the state could support over 41,000 jobs till 2024 and generate over $1.7 billion in labor income. Let me repeat that one more motherfucking time. A 2016 RCG Economics and Marijuana Policy Group study on Nevada says that legalizing recreational marijuana in the state could support over 41,000 jobs till 2024 and generate over 1.7 billion in labor income. My problem is, is I need to read more slower. I'm reading too fast, so I'm tripping over my words. That's why I'm fucking up so much, but yeah. Basically, marijuana would generate some big time cha-ching, cha-ching, a-ling-a-ding-dang. You know? The ICF study estimates at least 81,000 additional direct, indirect, and inducted jobs in California as a result of legalized marijuana sales. It also projects an increase in total labor income by at least 3.5 fucking billion dollars. Think about it. America is missing out on millions upon millions of dollars worth of income that could go to certain places that desperately need attention in this country right now. That money could also be used to pay off for trillion dollars of debt that we currently have right now. Because we do have a lot of debt and marijuana can be a big part in helping us relieve said debt. You know? Of course, let's see. What else do we got? Impact on tax revenue as well. Better than expected sales of marijuana in Colorado and Washington over the past several years have resulted in buoyant tax revenues. In 2019, excuse me, Colorado collected more than $302 million in taxes and fees on medical and recreational marijuana. Sales in the state located over $1.7 billion. Sales in the U.S. were $12.2 billion in 2019 and is projected to increase to $31.1 billion by 2024. Again, we are talking billions of fucking dollars that could help the U.S. big time. And I mean big time. 
Here, let me see if I can't uh, find the numbers for my home state. I do apologize for the background noise here you're hearing now. Um, I just turned my uh, fan on because it was starting to get hot where I was recording my podcast. So y'all are going to have to deal with the fan noise in the background, but I do apologize. Also, I tried my best to find the most up-to-date Massachusetts cannabis shop report numbers. But the most up-to-date I could find was 2019. Recreational marijuana shops in Massachusetts ranked more than $420 million in sales in the first full calendar year of legalization. Oh, okay, so it's the first... Okay. So, more than $420 million Massachusetts made last year of recreational marijuana. That, that's amazing. That's awesome. Other states could be making that too. Hell, even fucking more, depending on how big your state is, but... Yeah. It... It's a big topic, honestly, you know. It is. Honestly, one big part of our problem is gone. And that is Jeff Sessions. He is El Gonzo Alonzo. So we don't have to worry about him anymore. He was one big problem for pushing the legalization of marijuana. Because his uneducated ass knows nothing about marijuana, obviously. Like, why the fuck would you want to oppose a drug... A medicine, I should say. Why the fuck would you want to oppose a medicine that is helping people? Yeah. It may be illegal, but it's actually helping people. Unlike the other fucking hardcore drugs people are doing. You know? Marijuana is actually helping people. It's just... it's It sucks. It pisses me off that people look at this plant as a fucking drug that kills people you know there there's people out there that believe that marijuana fucking kills you there are uneducated sheep out there that believe that bullshit which name to me one person who has died from marijuana absolutely zero all right absolutely none zippo zero Nada. But yeah, it, 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 it would have a big time impact on the uh, economy here in America. But the future of the marijuana industry in America, this is also from Investopedia. It is the world's most commonly cultivated, trafficked, and used illicit, wow, these words, brain can't handle, drug, and as the push for legalization at home and aboard grows, marijuana is gathering significant attention from investors, manufacturers, and researchers. Despite the plant being illegal under federal schedule as a Schedule 1 drug, which is bullshit, the U.S. legal marijuana industry was estimated at $13.6 billion fucking dollars in 2019 with 340,000 fucking jobs devoted to handling of plants. 
Let me repeat those numbers again. Industry was estimated at 13.6 billion fucking dollars in 2019, with 340,000 fucking people devoted to handling of plants. That's a big number. We're talking some big numbers right there. Big numbers that the U.S. are missing out on, big time. And I mean big time. Again, think of the good that marijuana could do for America. It could do a lot of good. People just don't realize that. People just don't want to believe that. Why? People want to believe bullshit. They want to believe made-up lies. You know? Even in school, don't believe the fucking bullshit schools tell you about marijuana. The shit they tell you is not true. The other shit they tell you about hardcore drugs, yeah, listen to that. But don't listen to the shit about marijuana because it's absolute fucking garbage. It's bullshit. It's not true. Again, they're fear-mongering people. And that's honestly what our country has become. Fear-mongering. It's all our country is. is fear-mongering. But honestly, in my eyes, it's time for marijuana to be legal. It's time for it to make its way into America. Now, it is slowly but surely making its way, but, you know. We want full recreational and medical on a federal fucking level. Full rec and med. That's my two cents on that. Like I said, big fucking numbers. Anyways, moving on. This this one is fucked. Pedophiles are sharing grooming manuals online, and it's perfectly legal. Excuse me? Excuse me? Excuse me? This is from a website called evmagazine.com. It is a well-known fact that pedophiles are everywhere. Damn fucking straight. Fuck pedophiles, man. Gross-ass motherfuckers. Man, you gotta be a some sick, twisted motherfucker. Fucker. To even want anything remotely like that. Or to be into anything remotely like that. You gotta be one sick motherfucker. Sick in the brain. Insane in the membrane. Pretty much. They intentionally seek out children to victimize and then gain enough trust from them in order to sexually abuse them. But how? Where do they learn these tactics? Yeah, so they... Bro, fuck pedophiles, man. I'm gonna say it's fuck pedophiles, bro. It's fucking sick and disgusting. The fucking shit they do. It fucking pisses me off, bro. It does. Man, I'm telling you, man. If I ever see a fucking pedophile in real life one day, that motherfucker's tasting the ground. It's fucking sick, bro. It fucking pisses me off. Shit like that pisses me the fuck off, man. I'm starting to get pissed reading this fucking article, bro. This is fucked. Grooming manuals play a big role. Yeah, 
They are being created and shared online by pedophiles in order to teach other pedophiles how to groom and sexually abuse children. And it's just perfectly fucking legal. That's disgusting. As disturbing as that fact is, what is even more alarming is that grooming manuals are perfectly legal. Are you... Y'all got some fan time there. Bruh. 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 What the fuck? Bruh. Brotato chips. Hold up. What? Alright. What is a grooming manual? Do I really want to read this fucking shit, bro? A grooming manual is an instruction manual created and shared online by pedophiles in order to learn how to groom and sexually abuse children. Yeah, we get that, alright. I bet you they share this shit through the fucking dark web, bro. Ain't no way in fuck they're sharing their shit on the on the shallow web. Some of the content found in these manuals can covers topics such as how to select a victim and how to make love for the f first what? I find it extremely unsettling that these manuals are using words like make love when they are very clearly giving instructions on how to rape an innocent child, which is true, and that's fucked. Bro, this shit's... Man, this fucking country's fucked, bro. This, this country is fucked. Big time fucked. What they are doing is sexually abusing a child and at most definitely a horrendous crime. And it basically fucking like fuck what the, f the, the where do I find a child? Introduction. Having own children or family equal access. What the fuck? Single parents and moms with kids. Babysitting, daycare, and schools. Children out in the wide open world. <laughs> Other creative methods. And some final... <laughs> Survey and approaching fear. Okay, yeah, no. This, this, this... I... What's, what the fuck? The practical steps. The fuck is this? Oh, oh, and it tells you down here how can they be fucking legal. Hold on, we'll, we'll read that. Exploring the child's gen- What? Okay! Whoo! Moving on. But the thing is, in the sick, twisted mind of a pedophile, they are not doing anything wrong. In their mind, they have convinced themselves that their behavior is acceptable, which is true. Yeah. That children even enjoy it, which is not true. It's sick, I know. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's fucked. And it pisses me off, honestly. These grooming manuals are n normalizing a pedophile's interest in sexuality, exploiting children, and even reinforcing their behavior is acceptable. Which, again, is absolute fucked. How can, a, how can grooming manuals be legal? Every single day, the Child Rescue Coalition monitors between 30 to 50 million records of sexual abuse 
and reports its findings to law enforcement and recently un uncovered 12 manuals that have been shared among pedophiles about a hundred thousand fucking times damn a fuck according to the child rescue coalition coalition yeah okay though these grooming manuals are perfectly legal the legal definition of sexual abuse material is photos or videos that depict a child being sexually okay so it's not on paper basically since documents like grooming manuals are written it is legal for pedophiles to be in possession of them and to distribute them as well damn who are these pedophiles unfortunately pedophiles are everyone they can be closer to your family than you realize according to glenn pounder the coo of child rescue coalition the majority of sexual abusers are already in your circle of trust not only are predators learning how to groom children but they are learning how to groom parents into gaining their trust and allowing them to be alone with their children these pedophiles are the lowest of the low con artists and they will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to get what they want from their victims which Motherfucker, you showing signs, then... Yeah. Online predators... Are lice learning? Excuse me, what? Although online predators have always been a threat, there's even more now. There's even more now because of sheltering in place due to COVID-19. According to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, the number of suspected child abuse cases reported in the u.s more than doubled over two million in just four weeks of lockdown i wonder why more children have been staying indoors and using their screens a lot more and pedophiles are taking advantage of this according to amy burroughs head of child safety online policy for national security for the presentation of cruelty to children jesus fucking christ these names it's the perfect storm because children will be feeling more anxious, vulnerable, or sad. Many parents are busy working, so children are left to entertain themselves. And let's face it, most end up on a screen. Basically, I know this may sound invasive, but bro, if I ever give my fucking child a phone or a laptop, you damn skippy, your boy is going to have remote access and screen access to that bitch. Okay? Again, I know that may sound basic, but hey. I'm protecting my fucking kid. I ain't got a kid right now, but like I said, if I ever had one, they got their own devices. That's what the fuck I'd be doing. But yeah. Basically, sick fucks grooming people and... Doing sick fucking twisted stuff that... Oh boy. Is disgusting. It's, they honestly should automatically deserve the death penalty. But anyways, moving on to some more fucking Trump talk. Oh boy, oh boy. Does Donald Trump have a love-hate relationship for Fox News? That's right. It's literally back and forth with him. It's like at one point he loves them, he's praising them, and at another point he's fucking bashing them. Here's a couple of the tweets. Here's a tweet of him praising Fox News. Wow, really bad TV ratings for Morning Joe at Joe NBC. 
at Fox and Friends, Fox News, doing great, leading all others by far. Hashtag CNN on a factor. Of course, you got to throw in the CNN insult. But, yeah, there he is loving on uh, Fox News. And then here's him hating on Fox News. Kinda. Oh, God, it continues. I just looked down. Oh, fucking A, Donald. Jesus Christ. Fox News just doesn't get what's happening. They are being fed Democrat talking points. So, now they're a fucking left-wing news channel, according to Donald? Fox News, I guess, just isn't gets what isn't get what's happening, though, man. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They're just being fed Democratic talking points, man. They don't know what the fuck's going on. And they play them without hesitation or research. They forgot that fake news, CNN, and MSDNC... He calls them... That's that's hilarious. MSDNC wouldn't let at Fox News participate even a little bit in the poor ratings Democrats debate. Yeah, like the Republican debate will have great ratings. So get the fuck out of here. Even the radical left do nothing. I love how he calls us do nothing Democrats. But yet we have over 400 bills waiting to be passed on Mitch McConnell's desk. <laughs> Anyway, so the Democrats laughed at the Fox News suggestion. No response for the people running at Fox News. But Fox keeps on plugging to try and become politically correct. They put Rhino Paul Ryan on their board. They hired debate question. They hired debate questions to Crooked Hillary. Oh, and then he calls one of them a. F what is this a? Oh, yep. Then he calls one of the anchors from Fox News a fraud. And then uh, here's him. Here's more of him bashing on Fox News. I am in at Air Force One underscore HQ flying to the great state of Texas. It's amazing and watching at Fox News how different they are from four years ago. Not even watchable. They totally forgot. Who got them where they... Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Calm down with your ego, Donnie. Calm down with your little ego, Donnie. Calm it down a little bit there. You didn't give him shit. <laughs> but here he is again, bashing Fox News. But then yet, this is like one of his latest tweets. This was from today. Wow, really bad TV ratings from Morning Joe. Fox News is doing great. And then the... Tw the it's like, what? Do you hate Fox News or do you love them? I just, I just don't get it with this man. I honestly fucking don't get it with this man. It's like he has a love-hate relationship with this network. And it's funny. Is You scroll through his Facebook and his Twitter and his Instagram. And he's sharing shit from Fox News all the fucking time. And then sometimes it's, it's, it's like... Donald, do you love Fox News or do you hate Fox News? Because he seems to be in the middle of it, you know? He just can't decide, yeah, do I want to love Fox News or do I want to hate him, you know? I guess it's whatever the fuck goes on in the mind of Donald Trump that day. It's like, eh, do I want to hate on Fox? Do I want to hate on Fox News today? Or do I want to show them nothing? Well, do I want to hate on Fox News today? Or do I want to show them love and compassion because I love them a lot because they praise me. You know? 
That's what the fuck he probably thinks in his mind. Oh my god, this this guy is 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 I I don't know. I honestly don't know what the fuck this guy is. He's 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 an orange corrupt lying clown. That's what he is. There you go. Anyways, enough with that nonsense. Let's move on to our final topic. Oh boy. It's that family channels on YouTube need to get the fuck off the platform. You know why? A couple big fucking examples. The Ace family and the LeBrant fam. Uh... Basically use their fucking kids for money and views. That's basically all these family channels are. Is using their kids for money and views. You know? And, and oh, get this shit, right? So get this shit. One of these fucking family channels decided to make a fucking replica of their child. Excuse me, what? Yeah, you heard me. <laughs> They legit made a fucking replica of their child. I don't remember what channel it was. And I guess the dad was also accused for being a fucking pedo. Yeah, I kind of see why, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, the other thing they love to fucking do all the time is like make a small little situation into a big fucking deal. And what I mean by that is I'm going to use the Le, the Le, Le, Le family for example. The LeBrant family has a couple fucking videos where it seems like their daughter's fucking dying. One of the fucking videos is literally titled Our Vac I don't remember if it's exactly titled this but Our Vacation Ruined by Disaster. And it's literally just their daughter getting fucking, probably food poisoning or something. And they show the fucking vomit. No joke. They show the vomit. Talk about profiting off of your fucking children. Making little shit to them a big fucking deal. And that's literally what they do. They clickbait and make little shit that happened in their day a big fucking deal just so that their audience will click on it and make them think something happened to the family, which in reality, nah, we just clickbaited you. You know? Our, our, our daughter just hurt her knee. She's gonna be okay. She ain't gonna really die. We just clickbaited you, you know? That's this, this basically what these channels do. There, there's no purpose for them to be on YouTube, honestly. And I'm sorry if one of them happens to stumble upon this podcast. I'm sorry, but it's the fucking truth. And of course, don't even get me fucking started in the Ace family. Bunch of fucking child abusers. Honestly, these fucking family channels deserve to have their children taken away. These fucking parents don't deserve children. It's it literally in these parents' fucking minds, it's like, oh, I can profit off my child to make a quick fucking buck. And, bruh, bruh, these fucking videos are getting, <laughs> bruh, 
They're getting millions upon millions of fucking views. And I'm talking 5 million, 10 million fucking views. Like, bro. And what I've realized is the more they clickbait it, the more fucking views they get. You know? And of course, we have the fucking Ace family, bro. Guy's a fucking child abuser, bro. The guy's a fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry, but the Ace family deserves their fucking children to be taken away. They ain't no fucking parents. All y'all are a bunch of fucking child abusing, money hungry fucks. Who want money, money. Profiting off your children for money. That's all these fucking family channels do is profit off their children for money. And I feel sorry for these children. I really do. I feel sorry that mommy and daddy are too focused on making a quick fucking buck. You know? I feel sorry for these children. Mommy and daddy's mindset is not to love you and care for you. Mommy and daddy's mindset is to milk each and every fucking penny and dollar they can get out of you. That's basically what the fuck these family channels do. It's bullshit, bro. You know? Like, they will do anything to get views. It's, it's pathetic. Like, they will take a small little situation out of their day and make it some big fucking catastrophic, horrific event. Oh my god, like, someone's gonna die. Fucking then to just realize it's just a minor little injury or a minor little bumper bruise and they, you know, milking it for the money. But yeah, I mean, what the fuck do you expect, honestly, man? It sickens me, and honestly, all these family channels should lose their fucking kids. Because let's face it, family channels aren't really fucking family channels. Alright? You want to know what the fuck a family channel is? A family channel is filming the best moments on your vacation. Or, or taking and sharing the best pictures of your vacation, you know? Making, yeah, I know, vlogs and all that, but fuck that, man. No one wants to hear you just fucking blah, 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 which, yeah, I know, I do vlogs from time to time, but, yeah. But, like, come on, we just want to, like, cut to the fucking chase, you know? course you gotta have that filler gotta have that ad revenue gotta have that ching 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 like a dang da dang you know and it's just ugh. it's it pisses me off it really does why this shit happens because honestly people want money and honestly people will do anything to get fucking money if that even means not giving a single fuck and milking their children for every cent they can. You know? Honestly, fuck the Ace family and fuck the LeBron family. I hope their fucking kids get taken away. Because all they are are a bunch of money-hungry fucks. That's it. Bunch of money-hungry fucks. Who care nothing for their children and all for the money. And of course they ever again stumble upon upon this podcast they're probably going to deny it which gotta cover it up to protect the profit right you know that you know 
You know, basically, someone who denies things is guilty. You know? And that's basically what these family channels are going to do. They're going to deny that, no, it's not for the money, it's for me. No. We can clearly... <coughs> Fuck. Dry throat. God damn it. We can clearly see it's for the fucking money. The videos are even fucking sponsored. That's how much you know they're for the fucking money. If you were an actually... If you were an actual family fucking channel, yeah, I know making a quick buck here and there off a sponsor and all that, but that's great. But if you were an actually, if you were an actual fucking family channel, you wouldn't need any of that shit, you know? I thought a family channel was just supposed to be for sharing great family moments that happened in life, you know? Sharing the great times you had on vacation or sharing the great times you had at the game or something like that, you know? Making montages and clips and fun edits. Yeah, I know that's what vlogs are, but vlogs are basically just blip 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 filler and then they get on to what the fuck the video is basically about. You know, that that that's a vlog. You know? I'm I'm sorry, but yes, I'm basically saying People who vlog and people who do family channels are in it for the money. Not not everyone who vlogs, but definitely fucking family channels. I'm sorry. You can't start a fucking family channel. Channel. Wow. I can talk. You can't start a fucking family channel and tell me you ain't in it for the fucking money, man. Come on. Fucking kids. Hello. It's going to get views. They're cute. They're kids. They're adorable. They do cute and adorable shit. Sometimes. And most of the time, they're annoying fucking brats. But yeah. Anyways. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this was a little bit of a longer podcast than normal. normal normally, we go for like an hour and 30, but nah, fuck it. You know? Gotta get them points in there. Them bullet points, motherfucker. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's gonna do it for this motherfucking podcast. Y'all know where to find the podcast anchor.fm forward slash Jeremy Mosier you got Spotify just search my name Jeremy Mosier you got iTunes yup that bitch now up on motherfucking iTunes just search Jeremy Mosier and if you want to listen to this bitch on YouTube search my second channel Boston 32332 let me repeat that one more time basically my main channel Boston 3233 but just put a 2 at the end figure the fuck up Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's all I got for now. But I will catch you all in the next episode. Peace!